Hey, hey, good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangi Heyue. And I'm Jodie Clark, and we're just two good bitches trying to live good lives. On this week's episode of Good Bitch, it's been a massive couple of weeks, hasn't it, Jules? Mm -hmm. We've had Mardi Gras. We've had International Women's Day. It's been massive for us, so we thought we needed to check back in on our good bitches. Yes. All over our socials has been the mean girls of maths Mm. and fucking hell are these women toxic. So (laughs) we're going to dive into that. Very off brand for us, but a bitch needs to be called out when a bitch (laughs) needs to be called out. Our listener question is from an MGB. You know what, Jodes? I think we're going to stop saying male good bitch because... Doesn't really matter. Sex doesn't matter. Oh, just I love call them it. All good bitches. You're just all good bitches. Yeah, you so all are. We've got a voice note. So this beautiful man has, um, yes, emailed us, and you can too, with his question. <laughs> and this week's listener confession is about a um, a terrible run-in with the in-laws. Oh, terrible! Goodness. Who hasn't had one of those? Jules? Stuff of nightmares. Jodie Clark, how have you been? I'll be honest with you, Jules. It's been a bit of a flat week, um, but I do not feel that I am alone in that mm. whatsoever. We were having a really nice conversation with our producer um, before the show, who was also feeling a little bit flat at the start of the week. A lot of my girlfriends are feeling the same. It's just been a weird few years. Mm. So, if any GBs out there that are sort of feeling that way, mm. just know you're not alone. Just know that everything you feel is completely fine and normal, mm. and just lean into that because. This too shall pass, Jules. Oh, she's a bloody, she's a poet, this girl next to me. You know what? It's this fucking, mm. oh, this is going to make me sound insensitive, but please yeah. just let me go on. The rain. The rain. The rain and the, the grayness. It really, I think I've got the seasonal um, depression. It's giving very much Crimea River. Mm-hmm. Now, Jodes, International Women's Day. I felt like this year was the biggest divide on socials that I've seen yet. Do you Mm, agree? Absolutely. I've never felt such division around this day before. I thought you were either posting up your cute quote, myself included, or you were posting up being like, I don't support Women's Day, blah, 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 which we can so understand both sides. Absolutely. So one of the great arguments were I'm not supporting Women's Day because it's an excuse for – corporations to just you know mm. give out your little cupcakes and be done with mm. it like the tokenism of the it tokenism all. of it all yeah and i we a hundred percent agree mm-hmm. but for jodes and i who we come in here week in week out we do the hard work towards feminism like for us we were quite excited about the day because mm. for us it's not about the achievements that um, I guess have been paved before us, which it definitely is. It's more so highlighting how much we've still got to go. Yes. And I found in a lot of posts on my socials anyway, people were like, you know, let's roll up our sleeves. We've still got all this way to go. And I think if we can have a day in history where we're outlining that, so be it. To your point, um, maybe why we felt so comfortable discussing it is because we're we're having these types of conversations day in, day out with us with each other, mm. with our peers and with our friendship groups and in our professional circles. So we felt quite comfortable mm-hmm. with the day. Um yeah. but maybe some people didn't feel that way because mm. maybe they're not having those hard conversations. Whereas, you know, like I Jules will call a bitch out. <laughs> we'll go to parties all the time and it's going down. So it's like for us, it's mm. such a way of life. Mm-hmm. So, but look, everyone's entitled. I think every woman is entitled to feel they want to feel about that day amen, as amen. well. And there were a lot of valid opinions online. We're just saying that for us, it was, it was a special day for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I don't want the conversation to ever stop. Yeah, exactly. Just because people are like, oh, fuck your cupcakes, and then no one ever posts about it. Yeah, so I think do, that's quite yeah. detrimental. So do something that's meaningful to you. Fuck yeah. the cupcake noise. Mm-hmm. Coming from a corporate background, like we get it. We get it. But there's there's a so there's a myriad of other things you could be doing that are meaningful. Mm-hmm. So don't let that stop you. That's yes. what we're saying. Yes. Now Mardi Gras, oh. favorite weekend of the year. We had such a great time. Go and follow um, us on IG if you don't at yeah. Good Bitch Pod. To see our outfits, a uh, bit of day drinking, we went to the parade. Everyone was so, can I just say, mm. this year I mm. found everyone's outfits like professionally done. Like when we went, did you not find that? I was like, whoa, whatever happened to just wearing a crazy hat? I mean, I know I'm being a hypocrite right now, but. Like very much taking it seriously. Yeah. Everyone had the euphoria yeah. makeup. Everyone just went above and beyond this year, I felt. Did you? Yeah. I think there was a bit of both. I think mm. there was a, a, a side of people that really just CBF because of, you know, the, sort of a sign of the times. Yes. And then there was that other side where they did go all out. But I, I did love that because yeah. I thought it was coming from a really fun, much-needed place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. But Jodes and I have already said this time next year, we're going to manifest it now, we are getting on one of those fucking floats. Oh, my goodness, I want to be on a float. Guys, please reach out. Even if it's like, I don't care if... If you work for family law, I will be shaking my ass on that family <laughs> law float. Like I will come on to any float. No, Just we- invite me, please. No, I'm calling in the Aldi float. Oh, is there an Aldi float? 100%. Surely there's an Aldi float. <laughs> We're calling in the Domino's Surrey Hills float. <laughs> Domino's, seriously, if you have a float, we've been holding up your franchise single-handedly. I want to be somewhere that feels normal, that feels accepted, that feels belonging to me. And that's with us in the $5 value range pizzas. Domino's, get us on your fucking float. That's just on value range, baby. Oh, my goodness. Um, I finally met Captain America. Yes, you did for Mardi Gras. And I did what every good bestie does, Jules. Mm. And I grilled the shit out of him. I didn't even realise this was going on. What questions were asked? Because you were off with the bloody fairies fucking. <laughs> shaking your ass. Shaking your bloody twerking and doing your stories. And, <laughs> um, I was basically plopped myself down next to him at the table. And I said, I introduced myself. Well, I'd done that earlier, sorry. But I thought, look, let's have a bit of a conversation. Let's Let me get to know this king. Mm. So I said to him, I said, what do you like in a woman? Fuck, what's the... We we dead ass have never spoken about this and I'm fucking sweating. What did he say? What did he say? Look, he said all the right things. He was like, I like an assertive woman. I like a strong, confident woman. Oh, and I was like, well, you've you've definitely got that baby boy. You've come to the right... You've come to the right fucking place. The order has been shipped, Joel. Um, so that was nice. And then I also asked him, what are your goals? Wow. You just went straight for the jugular. You went straight for the throat. Well, he comes from shmoney. So I was like, okay, babe, like what's your five-year plan? How do you see Jules in that? And I think- Did you actually ask this? Yes. I I can be a bit of a biatch. No, no. I'm just, I was so, I don't know what the fuck I was doing that I can't believe I missed this whole conversation. What did he say? He basically, no, he talked about his work scenario and I did sense that there was a bit of family pressure because he mm. comes from the shmoney. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was a nice conversation. He's still very young, so I still think he, he's feeling it out. He's very driven, very focused. Mm. But yeah, it was a nice little chat. 
Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know if I like this now. I'm <laughs> so sweaty. But I was like, God, I'm a mole. I was just like, I'm just going to, I don't know. Sometimes I just like putting people in the cooker and seeing how they can take it or what mm. they, but look, I, I think I made him a bit uncomfortable, Jules. Why? Because he actually got up and <laughs> got up and lift the conversation. <laughs> He's like, I, I'm uh, immediately he was like, out. I, I've I'm seen out. This. I've and then he this. went and sat around the other side of the table. So look, I, I mean, you might need to speak to him, but I'm hoping I didn't say anything wrong. Well, you know, we're just uh, we're still only dating, so like, if he needs to be grilled, he needs to be grilled. I'm here exactly, for it. and I'm sorry, but you've got to prove yourself to me, babe. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's a work in progress, is what we'll say about that. All right, let's get on to main topic because <laughs> we need to talk offline about this because I'm, I'm weak at the knees. <laughs> Now, right, Mean Girls of Maths. Oh, now you were desperate to talk about this because you've been watching Maths a bit more than I have. Do you want to intro this doll? Because you felt passionate, which I love. I just thought it was for me. I wouldn't say passionate, but it was interesting how much conversation was being had on social media about this. Mm. And I know Australia is reality TV obsessed, but there were a really a lot of interesting conversations. It was um, all over my socials. Exactly. Uh, whether we're talking relationship dynamics or migrant voices mm. or, um, you know, toxicity in relationships and insecurity. Like there was just so much. Um, I think it's productive in the sense of the conversations that it was that were coming out of it. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that we could actually chime in with our own take on the latest situation, which is this hoorah about the mean girls. The most hilarious thing that's happened in this is that we've literally got a bride who is cheating on her husband and no one's taking notice because it's all on the mean girls. Like everyone wants to talk about this. Yes, that is spicy, isn't it, with the Carolina doing the naughty, naughty behind her husband's back. Um, I think that's actually about to crank up. I think that will be one of the next themes. Okay, great. Um, But, yeah, absolutely. And and I think obviously we need to be careful with reality TV what is fact from fiction. Of course. um, The mango element has been quite – scary for me to see mm. so can you explain to the listeners what's going on because if you're like me you kind of yeah never so watched if maths. you're not tuning into mass basically what we're focusing on here with this meeting girls element is there was a crazy glass smashing scene right where two of the girls were having an argument one of the girls Domenica sort of was raising her voice and she got her glass and she smashed it and then it's caused this big hoorah particularly between Domenica Carolina and Olivia. Okay. I think that's what social media is in an uproar about is that it was so obvious a very mean girl scene playing out. What I kept thinking about is with situations like this, you just you're never going to be able to win with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. Oh, it's falling on deaf ears. It's and falling that, on and deaf that's ears. what I really felt with Dom. It didn't matter how much she tried to express herself or explain why she felt the way that she felt and why she did the way that she did and we're not excusing her behavior, but it's, she just couldn't win. And at some point in conflict, you got to just know when to walk away mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so leave it. Before all of the good bitches tune out because they're like, when have we started talking about maps yeah, recaps? Yeah. We're actually going to get to the main topic. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I want to talk about this mean girls and how it relates to our lives. So, yes. Jodes, what causes mean girls to be mean, do you think? Well, that's what I was thinking during maths is like, where is this coming from? Mm. They're all sort of successful, strong, beautiful girls. They don't need to be – where is this coming from? My personal take is trauma. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, any woman that I know that has lashed out, there's a reason. There's, you know, the age old saying, hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. If you're happy within yourself, you've done the work on yourself, you're in a relatively, I mean, no one's ever got a perfect life. No That's way. delusional. But if you're relatively happy, you don't feel the need to project all of that anger or unhappiness and sadness. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think there's trauma or there's this stuff that hasn't been worked with or maybe even just something in their lives. I would 100% say insecurity. Mm, okay. I think every time a girl makes a comment and I'm kind of within earshot and they're like, oh, like look at her hilarious hair and she's got like beautiful pink hair. Mm. Like she's actually like living however the fuck she wants. I think yes. it's such an insecurity because they're holding up a mirror of what you're unable to do. Mm. It also, with this mean girl mentality, it also keeps the pecking order strong. Okay. So if they're so desperate to constantly stay on top that they'll make remarks, especially around people, to make sure that there's always a bottom level and they're always top hierarchy. So it's coming from a place of competition, yes. you reckon? Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which we can't blame. Jodes and I talk about this all the mm, time. Mm. We can't blame women for feeling like this when we've literally been pitted against each other since we've opened our eyes in this world. Especially if they're going on reality TV, that you know maybe they do want airtime. There is that that competitive element. You got to run it up. You got to get get, maybe get it, that high smile deal. Maybe if I'm mean, I'll get. I'll get favoured by the producers because I'm creating more storylines. We don't know what the intention is there. Literally. But going back to this mean girl, Mm. I want to know personally, Jodes, have Mm. you ever had an altercation with a woman like this? Oh, 100%. What happened? I've dealt with many dolls. I've had a lot of altercations with women, particularly in the workplace, and I think it goes back to what you're saying is – it's that sense of competition. You've got to keep the pecking order strong, always making sure that you're not at the bottom so you which, put anyone else down. It's so sad to me. So sad. Um, I can't, mm. can, can we not just see that we all have individual talents and abilities and actually support each other to find that? There's room for us all. We can all win. We can all find our own unique lane. Mm. We don't have to shove someone else down very to hard get though it goes against the patriarchy to do that which it's very takes, hard takes a certain type it's of very gal. hard what about you have you ever had a particularly memorable altercation <laughs> i'm just thinking of the the um, our most liked post we've ever had which has been me crying into dominoes in the park when the fuck is dominoes going to sponsor this show we talk about it five times a fucking Honestly. week um yeah i think you can go back and listen to that episode mm. i'll put it in the show notes i can't remember what it is off the top of my head Jodes will recall mm. I met a beautiful group of strangers at the pub and I ended up going to this house party with them, bought my own drinks, had my own stuff. I walked in and a girl immediately started bitching about me to the party saying, um, who the fuck does she think she is? Mm. Like I couldn't hear her as well and I just I felt so alone in that moment because I it really hit me that I had really come here with absolutely no one. I just remember standing in the corner holding my drinks. I hadn't even put them down yet. Um, and yeah, she, and then everyone came up to me and said I had to leave. So I got kicked out very publicly in this party. Yes. Walking through the park, like <gasps> crying like this, mm. somehow took a photo for content. Cause you know, content's always top of your gal's <laughs> mind. Um, but I will say like it, through the tears and through the hyperventilating, I could still see how that was her own insecurity coming yes. out. I could see how it would have looked like to her a strong, confident, 
I mean, fat ass with a great personality, <laughs> walks into a party and, you know, her insecurity would have been through the roof. Yes. She would have been thinking, who is this bitch? I don't know anyone. So she preyed on that. Like you said, she probably wanted to be the loudest voice in the room, mm. the alpha female the in alpha. the room, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and didn't like you coming in on her space yeah. with her people. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was about. But, yeah, it's a, it's a testament to your character, Jules, that you were able to sort of empathise with where she might be coming from. Jules says to me always had a beautiful way of actually handling bullies and she comes from this place of understanding rather than judgment. Even before, like if I've made a comment or I've been like, oh, blah, 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 is really pissing me off, she always tries to find a way to sort of understand. Even if that other person's in the wrong, she'll be like, well, she's feeling like this. She can cut to the heart of a matter. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And even with me, I've had to kind of train myself out of fighting back because my natural instinct, uh, you know, is coming from my childhood was to, I was living in fight or flight. So that's why it's my natural instinct to be like, Mm. but um, now that I've grown up a bit, I, I can, I can say that I combat that and I can apply a bit more understanding and empathy when faced with aggression. I do find that I get very protective over my friends though. And I'd like to explore that further. Where that come, Where do you think that comes from? Jodes, I was thinking about this this morning when mm. I was eating that other half of cheesecake, standing on my balcony, <laughs> just thinking about life. I think it's from our inner child and how when we were getting bullied growing up, we were so desperate for someone to stick up for us during humiliating times. We would have loved it if someone had just stepped in. It had our back. Anyone, anyone. Yes. You know what? And because we were both bullied now, like as soon as it's, there's a, a tinge of that, we're like, nah, like fuck off. That makes so much sense. You should be a goddamn therapist. Oh, job. I need to eat more cheesecake on the balcony, it sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree with Jodes. When it comes to myself, I will say my first emotion is empathy. Mm. Fucking hasn't been like that for my whole life. I'm not, yeah. and I'm definitely not an angel. Um, You'll still crank up. I'm not course, saying you don't crank up. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I guess because the times where I've been intentionally mean to someone, it's because I know that I was hurting. So I'm mm. very quick to recognize that now. Yes. But flipping it on its head, Jodes, mm. have we ourselves ever been the mean girl or the bully? Oh, well, yes, I can put my hand up and say yes, Jules. And once again, it was a projection of my own pain. <laughs> we have to laugh. Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> I laugh because it's like I feel like people see us and they they might have this misconstrued idea of us not realising what fucking battlers we actually are. Mm-hmm. We both got bullied really badly at school to the point where I think my parents, well, they were at one point considering taking me out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big nerd at school. And in turn, I ended up becoming the bully at one point for someone that I saw as, as you said, sort of lower on lower the pecking on the pecking order. Lower on the pecking order as a way of me desperately trying to take back my own power because I didn't have it in any in any division of my life. Mm. And I remember um, at one point, you know the old classic when a kid at school's parents, their parents call your parents? I hate that. I could die of embarrassment. I yeah. remember this boy's parents calling <laughs> I love it that it's a boy fucking run that shit up. <laughs> The feminism was coming in. 
<laughs> this poor baby boy. Um, his parents called my parents and had to have a chat essentially about how um, my behaviour toward him at school was affecting him and I was apparently name calling him and, and things like that. And my parents had to have a talking to me, which I remember being quite shocked because it was never my intention. It was of course. All, it's, and then I ended up feeling really badly about it because I could see that I was being a massive hypocrite. Here mm-hmm. I was doing to some other guy what had been done to me for years. Mm-hmm. So I'll put my hand up and say, sorry to this now man. Um, I didn't mean it, and I'm sure you're a very lovely, respectable king now. Do you think about him at all? He's on my Instagram. We've actually spoken, and I, I believe he's forgiven me. Oh, we, good. We became, we became friends after. Good. It was just really a, just a little spot in the in the yeah. journey of our friendship. Okay, okay. Yes. Oh, I just wonder if you But bless that. his heart, but I'm just saying, like... Even Angel Jones. Oh, here we go. Can can fuck up. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Jules? Yes, I definitely have, but without even realizing it. Mm. And I think I'm the thing that hurts me the most about these stories is that it was to one of my besties to this day, to this day, and to my brother, like mm. the two closest people in my life. Because I once again didn't even realize, but and it was a different. I wasn't name calling or anything, but I was. Um, excluding well that's what my bestie excluding. came to excluding uh, yeah. so it was like I was living in Perth I was 19 and I remember this clear as day and she was going to listen to this episode and I wonder if um she realizes what a market's done mm. like in a good way in yeah. a good way yeah but I just had a weekend of partying um she was in my friendship group but she kind of wasn't and maybe that's that's the problem right there but yeah. she came over to my parents house and I was so hung over in bed and she sat at the end of the bed and she said Jules, I love you, but you make me feel really excluded. Mm. I don't feel like I fit in. You and you make me feel like that. And I just GBs. Oh, it breaks my heart. I know because we know the friend I'm talking about oh, as well. She's beautiful. she's beautiful. But I just had no idea. Like, and I'm not even saying that in like a trying to get off scot free. I will own my decisions. Mm-mm-mm. I honestly just didn't even have any idea. The rug was pulled out from underneath me. Mm. And then as soon as she said it, I was like, "You're so right." Like, you're so right. Yeah. And I apologise profusely. Hasn't happened again. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that was definitely me being the mean girl unintentionally by, yeah, perhaps excluding people out. And then, God bless my younger brother. Yes, I was, bless him a whole lot. Oh, shut up. Jody reckons he's so <laughs> hot and it makes me fucking yak. But it was two Mardi Gras ago and he was over visiting um, from Perth and um, we were, we'd kicked on to Bottomless Brunch. So we hadn't slept in 24 hours and now we're back at Bottomless Brunch. So mm. you can only understand the types of conversations that are going on. We're barely speaking English. Mm. And for some reason he brings up the time that Wills was asking him how he lost all this weight because he had a real glow up in year 10. Literally everyone from Perth will, will remember this time because he was a real chubby kid and had a glow up. Mm. Anyway, and I think Wheels was saying, like, why did you lose all this weight? And he said, because I'm Jules. And here I was being like, oh, that's lovely. I'm just an inspiration for health. (laughs) I'm an inspiration for health across the board. And he said, and because I was a chubby kid as well, Mm. like, bloody, these Polynesian genes come through thick and fast, man. I was really overweight. And he said he was jumping on the trampoline innocently. And Mm. I said, you've got the biggest boobs in the school or something. You know, like, just a little... Throwaway comment. Cutting I said, you're comments. so fat. You've got the biggest boobs in my school. And he said at that moment he thought, if this is the person I love the most in the world and she can say this about me, this must be true. Oh, my heart breaks. <laughs> I know. And, you know, like I just didn't – I had no idea. And yeah. it wasn't until – now I'm 28 now. He told me this when I was 26. Yeah. 
No yeah. idea. Sometimes I had no idea. It can idea. be so unintentional. Literally. It can really be so unintentional. And maybe you were projecting some of your own body of images. Of course. Yeah. Well, God knows I have lots of body images. <laughs> yeah, God knows I have them. Them in spades. But you know what? <sighs> that's a, that's the beauty of our these close friendships and, you know, family mm. connections of ours, Jules, is that it's great when you can build something with someone and, and learn from it and have them call you out on your shit. Like, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. You yeah. know? So, fuck, we need to wrap up this long long our segment what is our gb tip of the week gonna be i feel like we say it all the time <laughs> i know what you're gonna say but just be kind just be kind be kind to yourself and others because we're all fighting a hard battle babe we mm. really are literally everyone that you know is going through something at any given time yeah and very rarely is it actually about you i would say it's oh, probably never actually I about don't think you it's ever really about you mm. and it's like they say you know People can obsess about, I know someone in my family was obsessing about someone's perception of them the other day. And I was like, babe, like, they're more worried about what's going on with themselves. Mm. They're not thinking about you. Mm -hmm. Hundred, hundred. Just try and be kind. And especially with this girl on girl anger that we've seen a lot of in maths, like, try to be understanding and try to come from a place of compassion, which isn't always easy. No one's won in this situation. when When you're fighting fire with fire, like no one wins. You end up feeling like shit. I'm about to sign off from this main topic, but I, yeah. it needs to be said. Yes. GBs, we're not fucking dum-dums. We also realise that <laughs> reality TV is so edited yes. and they definitely needed a villain for the season. It's great TV. It's made – look, at look, we're talking about it now. For someone who's never watched Mavs, I got into it this season because I saw that there was a glass smashed. Like the producers know what they're doing. 100%. And I'm grateful for the conversations that it started, Jules. Yeah. But look – Enough of that. Let's go to break, GBs. Make sure you've rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on Spotify and follow us on IG and TikTok at Good Bitch Pod. We'll be right back. Good bitches, you're back with Jules and Jodes. And we're going to head straight into our listener question. Shout out to this absolute king who sent us this beautiful voice note. Remember, you can do that very, very easily, GBs, by heading on over to our website, www.goodbepodcast.com. Should we get into it, Jules? Can we get into it? Can I just say first, (laughs) I think this guy's really hot. I'm just confessing my love. His voice is hot too. Fuck, all right, I'll play it now. I'll play it now. Hey girls, quick question because I'm having a debate between my friends. Um, like, what's your definition of toxic masculinity? And like, um, like, so what's the acceptable level? Like, is there like a scale or like a spectrum between, say, acceptable level of masculinity is on one end and toxic is on the other? Like, so where's where's the in between? Like, where's the? Because I feel like. Like, I try to be self-aware with how I speak and how I talk, but, like, I I try not to upset anyone. So, like, what's the... Or is masculinity as a whole the issue? Like, I don't know. It's confusing. Wow. Great question. Great question. And one that I actually think a lot of people are scared to ask. Mm, they are because they, they don't want to be in the firing mm. line, which I this is beautiful. 
We love the questions. We love the questions. We love having the conversation. We love the questions, so keep them coming. Yeah. I think what first things first, we need to actually outline for, to our listeners what toxic masculinity is. Yes. So this is a definition from mm. the New York Times. So toxic masculinity is a set of behaviours and beliefs that include the following. Suppressing emotions or masking distress, maintaining an appearance of hardness, violence as an indicator of power. Think tough guy behavior. Mm. In other words, toxic masculinity is what can come of teaching boys that they can't express emotion openly, that they have to be tough all the time, that anything other than that makes them feminine or weak. Interesting. And it's funny as a woman, I feel like now when – I know maybe for us, I don't know if it's easy for everyone else, when we're coming up against these men that we meet and they're displaying these traits of toxic masculinity, for me, first off, I see it as that person lacks Mm, mm self-awareness because they're unable to see how they're repressing their own emotions and also what an attractive trait it is Mm. when a man is self-aware in that way and also very comfortable with their their own feminine side. It's so hot. Mate, Harry Styles. I mean, um, Jay Bolvin, Bad Bunny, like, oh, oh, all of these guys in dresses and the front of Vanity Fair. I'm like, that is so hot. But I guess getting back to the GB's question is, Mm. is there a difference? And 100% my king, there definitely is. So Mm -hmm. those traits are being toxic, toxic masculinity is having the need it's dick swinging yeah it's making yeah. sure that everyone knows you're a fucking hard guy and yeah anything below that is pussy etc and i guess when it gets to an extreme level it mm. ends up being very violent especially towards women mm-hmm. so i think the traits of masculinity is definitely not bad that's all that's all great do you you know the traits a bit better than i do what's a positive masculine trait it's like assertiveness i'd say initiative co- co- confidence confidence yeah confidence and a confident man is also able to empower others mm-hmm. that's what i like in a confident man when they can read a room and see someone that need might need a bit of their mm. their almost alpha tendencies yeah a confident man doesn't need to belittle or make someone else feel smaller to feel like a man. It's that's, big dick energy. That's when we're venturing into toxic masculinity to, for me personally, when we're needing to make someone else feel smaller mm. to make yourself feel bigger. Yeah. Whereas a, a real confident man doesn't need to do all that. It's like someone who's really rich, real wealth. You know when someone's wealthy. They don't have to tell you. They don't tell you. They don't tell you, honey. The yeah. richest people in the world, you just know. They yeah. don't have to fucking swing their dick about how much money they've got. Yeah. It's the people doing that that are actually fucking full of shit. Because I'm thinking of one person who carries Mm. real um, big dick energy because he is so comfortable in his masculine that he... Do I know him? Yeah. Is he available? Oh, yeah. Don't you think? It's silent. It's silent, but it's a presence. I will agree. That individual you're speaking of, who I have a lot of time for... Yes, yes. A lot of like time it's for. that humble. It's humble. It's, it's humble quiet. because they are secure in themselves mm. and they don't need to swing their dick around. Yeah. They know who they are and that, that's hot. Yeah. And that's that's secure masculinity. So yeah. what we're talking about is when, when does it go from secure masculinity into toxic? And we've just explained to you why. When yeah. you're suppressing your own emotions, when you're maintaining this, maintaining this false appearance of hardness that quite honestly isn't really necessary. Yeah. 90% of the time. Um, and then when we're venturing into this tough guy behavior, the guys you see outside the bars carrying on, mm-hmm. it's unnecessary. 
it's also very hard to unlearn it if yes. you've grown up in that household. And we recognise that as well. I can recognise it. And I've yeah. looked at your profile. You're also a fellow Polynesian. And often in a lot in, I know, for the Māori culture, mm-hmm. toxic masculinity, that's that's how you were praised. You're the tough guy. You don't speak about your emotions. I think I still carry, how do I say this? It's really hard for me to be vulnerable. And I think it's because mm-hmm. I grew up in such a, I don't want to let my parents down and say toxic masculinity household, but a very masculine household. Yeah. I find it really hard now to be vulnerable. I hate talking about emotions. Mm. I'll only cry very rarely because I was mm. never allowed to. Yes. So I, I see you, King, and I feel you. I'm, I'm right yeah. there with you. But, but, but I, it's, think, I think it's acknowledging that. Absolutely. And acknowledging is the first step. And the mm. fact that this king has reached out wanting to actually learn more and just highlights his own path to self-awareness. Yeah. And we want to applaud you for that. Yeah. Holding other men accountable for misogynistic attitudes and behaviours. Like that's the only way. And men have to do it. We Girls can't do it. We, we, we can, but we're not listened to. And also like for me, it's like understand the system's already set up for you to win. Yeah. You don't need to do you all don't that, need to babe. do all that. It's just... Yeah, you don't need to. For me, it's very archaic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's lean into finding out who you really are, what you're about. We don't need to suppress our emotions or maintain this false appearance. Just be your authentic self. I love that you're having this conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for writing in. We love if you, If you King. want to date both of us, we're both open to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm ending this long-ass episode on a fun confession. I don't think we've had anything like it just yet, Jones. Oh, my goodness. GB says, girls, SOS, the most embarrassing thing has happened to me that I'm not sure how I'll ever recover from. Oh, God, Joel. It was the first time ever meeting my new boy's parents. I'm scared already. I'm so scared. Hate this for her. We had scheduled Sunday brunch in, cute and wholesome, so him and I would meet them there. I slept at his the night before to make everything easy but forgot to bring another change of clothes. No sweat. Mm. I was wearing jeans at the time and just borrowed his jumper. Brunch was going really, really well, but we were seated outside under the sun. I took my jumper off mid-conversation with the oldies staring right at me, only to completely forget I wasn't wearing anything underneath. Both boobs plopped out in the middle of this busy cafe and I was none the wiser until the jumper was entirely off and next to me in my seat. I can't even write this without still wanting to die. R.I.P. Oh, my goodness. For some reason, this is the most embarrassing confession I've ever heard because it's not behind closed doors. It's not like shitting the bed with your partner. It's not perioding over his walls. It's full public vibes. It's public vibes. Also, the word plopped, I never want to read out again on this podcast. Plop is it's disgusting. Like we're freaky deaky. We're freaks. But I have to draw the line at saying plopped. <laughs> just, just eyeing each other off for saying plopped is fucking next level. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Where do we go with this one, doll? Oh, my gosh. And, guys, we're going to go, but we def- we desperately want a guest for next week. But <laughs> everyone's stopped replying to our DMs. I know. <laughs> what have we done wrong, doll? Let's say we're desperate. We'd love someone from the queer community with a following. And the people we've reached out to, they were so keen. And they've just left us on scene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad 
that we're secure enough in ourselves to not be not be cut over it though, Jules. Oh, I can't. I get I get ghosted by men. All you know, it's just another person to be ghosted by on, in my life. It's just hot girl shit, it's baby. It's just on brand getting it's ghosted. Just, <laughs> done good bitch. Stay in locked into Good Bitch Pod, and we'll see you next Tuesday. We love you. Bye. Mwah.